The following podcast may be explicit. One Joe Young presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. Pull up your chair at our gaming table in the shed and join Mickey, JJ, Kurt, and Joe as our characters level up and find a way to warn the monastery of the impending doom. Calamte commissions a new vessel for the journey. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, and welcome to The Shed for Adventures from the Shed. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com, on iTunes, Facebook, YouTube, and all kinds of places, I'm sure I'm forgetting. Including Stitcher Radio. Including Stitcher Radio. And we're going to go around the table and say hi, starting with... Hi, everyone. This is Mickey. I play Nessalus, the tiefling, but in Dungeon World, she's she's a wizard. tiefling. Wizard. Well, I'm using the wizard character sheet. (laughs) Yes. And she's an elf. And she's an... (laughs) Damn it! But in 5e, you're a warlock. Yes. Not a yeah, it was a warlock but, tiefling. D- Shut up, James. <laughs> Speaking of James here, <laughs> Spain, 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 Spain calamity because oh, his wobbly start. bits are always out yeah. and about. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Fair enough. enough. I like that one. <laughs> All right, it's gonna be one of those episodes. Hey, yeah. this is Kurt, also known as the bane of one Joe Young's existence. Hey, glad to be here playing Truk. I know what I am. I'm just a human monk. With a little bit of druid in him. There you yes. go. Yes. And uh, Britt is not here today, so we will be uh, finding out what happens to Elena while we do our recordings today. I am Joe. I am the game master for our Dungeon World campaign set in the world of Alamond. We are going to start this episode with a level up of our characters. I'll do a short recap. Kurt's going to do a longer one after we go through the character um, uh, level ups. However, at the end of our last episode, our last regular play episode was Alamon number 25. Then we had a couple in between. Those were where we played as NPCs in the world. Uh, We are picking up at the end of Alamon number 25, where our characters arrive back in the city of Wint, and they are going to be taking a rest and doing a level up. And we're going to talk about that level up now. And who wants to go first? I will. Kurt raises ooh, his ooh, hand Mr. on an Kata. audio podcast. Ooh, Mr. Kata. Mr. Kata. All right. Yes. I am ready. And I have a sweet move to take. So in Dungeon World Land, we are playing the monk as the fighter. And I've got a little bit of druid in me. But I'm going to take a fighter move this time uh, from the level uh, 6 through 10 sheet because I'm going to either 6 or 7. I, you should uh, be going to 7. 7. Yeah. Uh, and it is called Through Death's Eyes. When you go into battle, roll plus wisdom, which is not ideal because I'm not particularly wise. But on 10 plus, I get to name someone who will live and someone who will die. On a 7 through 9, I get to name someone who will live or someone who will die. Naming NPCs, not player characters. And the Game Master will make my vision come true if it's even remotely possible. The downside? Oh, no. On a (laughs) six minus, I see my own death and consequently take a minus one ongoing throughout the entire battle. So that's my move. And Joe, remind me, do I get to up a stat? Yes, you get one point to add to any one stat. The only one that always has a noticeable difference is Constitution, because it will raise your hit points by one. Others, if you put the point in it, look at the array that's next to or right above those numbers, and you can see if it's going to raise a a modifier by one or not. 
Awesome. And for everyone at home, remind me, we max out at a modifier of plus three or plus four? Plus three. 18 is your top number, and it's a plus three. You okay. cannot have a number higher than 18. All right. In that case, even though it won't bump me, I'm going to take my wisdom from 14 to 15 Okay. in the hopes that I eventually get to 16 because that'll help me on that through death size. So you will have uh, levels 8, 9, and 10, so three more numbers that you have to add to your sheet. So that's another way you can look at it for strategizing. Strategizing. Right. So yes. while Truk is not very smart, <laughs> he is very dexterous and increasingly wise. Increasingly wise. Fantastic. Mickey, what's going on with your character? So Nestleus, remember Wayne, her old Wayne, boyfriend? Wayne, wait for me. Yeah. Take me up in your hot air balloon and feed me cotton candy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Wayne. Did that wait for her. I was just chilling while in the bar. Is that a real song? It is Wayne by okay. Chantal Kreviasek. Because that's damn there. funny. Well, that said, so Wayne did wait for her, and okay. she came back and exerted her feminine wiles on her. And while they spent a day or two holed up in the in the inn, she picked up Dominate. <laughs> 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 now, did the uh, did the diary help her with this one? Um, the diary told her the kind of gave her the basics, but it's practice, yeah. practice, practice. <laughs> Practice makes perfect. Give us the details. So Wayne, Wayne hasn't blinked for three days. Wayne hasn't done much of anything. So essentially what you're saying is it's been International Women's Day. It's been International Women's uh, Day. And uh, Nestlis is now rocking some leather armor and she with can, a riding crop as her main de- weapon. Dexterity. She's gained proficiency with the whip. Nice. Um, with Dominate, I get to roll a d4 to elect how many holds I get. And I get up to four holds, obviously, a D4. And holds I get to solo. for dominate? Ha ha. Ha ha. I'm here all week. And depending on how many holds I get, it's how many actions I get to have this other person do. And it's a, um, a touch is what initiates this. So I have to be close enough to touch you. <laughs> it just keeps getting better. And oh, better. yes, oh, yeah. baby. And if the target takes damage, I lose a hold. So nobody touch my... Touchy. Little minions. What can you do with your touches? So with my holds, I can either make them speak a few words of my choice, so bark like a dog, uh, <laughs> give, give me something they hold, make a concerted attack or t- on a target that I choose, or choose truthfully answer a question. So you can make them fight for you. I could make them fight for me. But you have to be in touch range. I have to touch them in order to exert my dominance. Yeah, and that's kind of a challenge because you're basically cast it. Right, so that's part of the casting. You don't need to touch them to make them do something after. Right. You just need to get it started with a touch. Correct. But you're generally fairly ranged, so that's going to be interesting It's going to be interesting to watch. Yeah. I'm going to see how this, yeah. how this unfolds. Cool. JJ. Um, so I'm a little, little upset with the paladin. Like, it's oh, kind of boring as far as, uh, you know, I could take a, I mean, I get either do more of whatever I already do. Or that's it. So I'm going to do more of what I already do, and now I have a plus two to my AC. Whoa, 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 whoa. If you could do more of what you already do, you should be plus four to wobbly bits. I know, right? Attacks with wobbly bits. <laughs> and, and you said plus two to AC. What do you mean by AC? Uh, armor. Okay. Plus two to armor. I just want to make sure. Wrong it. Yeah. So you're never going to get hit. Oh, no. I get, I get hit. Take I just damage. don't take damage. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be uh, up front still. You're going awesome. to be our, our tanky person. Leading He'll continue to be the tank. So, Mighty Joe Young, would you like me to give the it's recap all about of the last episode? With the wobbly bits. He's got his wobbly bits out. But yes, Kurt, please do. Awesome. Last episode was epic. Mm. Was it was it epic. 
We we were we started in the middle of a lightning storm ambush. We didn't yeah. know where it was coming from. We didn't know who was attacking us. Turns out it was seven <laughs> Naga. <laughs> yeah. Not bone Naga, but serpent Naga. There was a one point where Nestle said, How many of you do I have to kill? And they said seven. seven. So it was an hour long battle. Lots happened, but highlights included Calamite charging, and after some negotiation with the game master, it turns out he charged, <laughs> blocked lightning into his sword, channeled it, and was like, what, like it did, didn't stick to him, it stuck to them. It yeah, was awesome. Rubber and glue. Truk had some problems managing his new skill, Elemental Mastery. He tried, he failed, he tried, he partially succeeded, and then <laughs> ended up getting swallowed by the earth. Uh, but that was interesting, because one, in a desperate effort to save the important bard, Wylena. He used elemental mastery to literally pick up the wagons and horses and throw them across the battlefield out of the way of harm and blasting some Naga along the way. And fortunately, that could have been really bad, but cute young Nestleus, who turns out is uh, really coming into her own in Truk's eyes, she uh, protected him with an enemy bubble of cage, kept him from getting sucked into the earth and destroyed by lightning. Uh, they continued to battle. Naga died. We held on. We succeeded. JJ laid some hands on an elf in a plaid skirt, brought her back from the edge of death, and uh, the battle was ultimately won. It was fairly epic. If you did not listen to epic, uh, episode 25, you should check it out. But at the end, we, uh, we gathered ourselves up, got Elena, headed back to the town of Wint. Lots happened, uh, as we heard. Uh, Nestleus spent some quality time with her man, man child. <laughs> Uh, JJ went back to check on his boys and found out that he had lost one of his merchant vessels. You should check out uh, that episode, too. You should check yes. out that. Yes. If you have not heard us yeah. play the pirates. That was actually, um, you had mentioned this last one that we played that we're, we're coming back from is 25. Well, the pirate one is 26. Exactly. Yeah. So check out 26 uh, if you're in that kind of mood. Uh, and then uh, Truk went off for a little bit just to check things out up at the Wizard Tower, the Arcus Arcanum. Uh, who had been very kind to him in the past by giving him work and jobs. And Elena, I believe, went off to check on Jer, who she, was kind and, of at the and also between her and Calamte, they um, were printing out some watchtower pamphlets to uh, try and recruit people into the Order of Light. Exactly. Do you have time to hear about? Well, yes. And so here is we also learned some really important things in the last session. Some people roll better than others. <laughs> yeah. The people who consistently roll well tend to be yeah. ladies who rub the dice on their breasts. Yes. Um, Booby rubbing is yep, important. Yep. Uh, I think that was really uh, the big takeaway. Oh, for me, uh, I had said at one point during that episode that Mickey just has a, a dice sound on her phone, and she plays it and then just says 10. And then shortly after that, there was a dice sound, and she said 10. And it worked just right. Exactly. So uh, we are in wind. Uh, I think we will discuss it, but there is a sense that we need to find what is either the fourth sword or the combination of the three swords, and uh, we will, I guess as characters, discuss it, but perhaps we might be heading back to the Wado Zeshan Monastery. So oh, in, no, in, mentioning, in mentioning the three swords, can somebody bring up that prophecy, and let's read it out again and talk about the three swords just to get us back on the current storyline. So the prophecy said, welcomed at birth, outcast by choice, concealed in life, strong of voice, bolstered by purity, by serenity, by might, the child of darkness wields the heart of the night. 
And then uh, we know that there are three th- three swords. The and three it was Hevid the blacksmith in the town of Carthal. His family lineage uh, actually created these three swords. At 26 the generations of, of somebody ago. Else. 26 yeah. generations ago. And he also shared with us of the, the three swords, or we found out along the yeah. way. One sword is called Dusk's Demise. Was instru- Dusk's, <laughs> Duck's Demise. Dusk's Demise. <laughs> it's waterfall repellent. Was entrusted to the mighty empire of Amarash. Uh, one day, day of reckoning was held in serenity by the, wa- by the monks of Wadu Zeshan. And the third, Dawn Arise, was kept safe by the purity of the Order of the Light. So we have, that's, we just picked up Dawn's Arise from the Order of the Light. We, you, we suspect uh, Calamte has Dusk's demise. Well, Hevid confirmed that. When you guys first got there, he recognized the sword and, so we, and uh, identified it. So we need to go fa- find Day of Reckoning. Cool. And possibly Heart of the Night. Possibly. Excellent. So we are back in the town of Wint. Truk has been at the Sea Spirits Tavern where he's been enjoying the lovely saltwater bidet as he always does when he's in town. Just wonders why Americans <laughs> have a dirty, dirty him. boy. <laughs> and Not uh, so much now. And he really, you know, he's a quiet monk, but he enjoys just sitting in the tavern and watching Ellen do her thing. Water mm. While Lena has been healing, she had some broken ribs and a broken arm. And while uh, Calamite was able to stabilize her, she needed to be in town to get some actual healing. I think that has probably been done. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're, yeah. as part of the level up, making uh, camp, resting, all that within town. So over a couple of days, she's still going to need time to heal. Um, like that bruise that has just started to yellow. That, that She's got that all up and down her side uh, from the broken ribs and the arm, and she's going to favor things for a while, definitely. Oh, no. So, so she's been holed up. She's just been working on her strumming and her singing and waiting for us to decide what we're going to do. You're going to get all kinds of dirty looks. <laughs> you wife beater. And, oh. and Kurt mentioned Ellen at the Sea Spirits Tavern, and she is, just as a way of reminder, she's the tavern, the innkeeper. Um, she's a halfling woman in, in her middle ages for a halfling, and she's very cheerful, but also very professional as uh, the innkeeper of the business. Okay, so we are in the common room? Yes. Is minus, Calamte there? Minus Elena. Everybody else would show up. Uh, at, at your next scheduled meeting, Spaghetti Wednesday or whatever. Spaghetti yeah. Wednesday. Uh, Taco Tuesday, actually. Taco, Taco Tuesday. Tuesday. That's, <laughs> that's right. That's what we decided. It was Taco Tuesday. <laughs> so I would ask, um, has anyone seen Elena? Not since she went to see Jer. Well, she didn't. Uh, no, nobody had decided that she was going. Philippe uh, at the Fires of Ascaranth was going to arrange for somebody to bring supplies to Jer at the monastery. Uh, not the monastery, at the temple. Oh. That was the agreement at the end of the last episode. Yeah. Well, then no. Elena must be dead. Elena's dead. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Done. We must avenge her. <laughs> Tune in next time for Adventures from the Shed. No, I haven't seen her. I have no idea where she is. Have any of your pirates seen them? Cala- seen her, Calamte? My pirates don't report to me. Ex-pirates. Your ex-pirates? Your, your mercenaries? Your mercs? Like expatriates. Wait, are things not I don't, going I don't, on with the boys? I don't trust... Uh, well, I had their loyalty as far as the you know currency. Um, we raised their wages, right? I did by seven and nine fifths. By seven and nine fifths. But the thing is, it might I not mean, have been a payday yet. They may be waiting to see the proof. Well, I mean, a bot loyalty is not loyalty truly earned. Correct. No, that's deep. That's not like the loyalty I 
have attained from you guys. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't paid you guys anything. He hasn't paid me anything. <laughs> See exactly. the point? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He laid his hands on me once. And that was pretty nice. <laughs> Did you lay your hands on him? Yeah, but we had determined on the last episode that when he does lay on hands, rather than praying, he removes a coin. That's true. Right. But it's so, worth a coin to have, <laughs> to have the soft hands of Calamite skin to skin <laughs> on my body. Massage <laughs> you. Oh, yeah. uh, these hands are not calloused. <laughs> Get those hit points back. Uh, should we worry about her? I mean, we've got... She I think can, we've got pressing... She's pressing. Yeah, she's been known to take care of herself. Um, I think we need to take care of the, the monastery. Right? Yeah. Warning the monastery we should be priority. Warn the monastery. Okay. <clears throat> and how would you go about that? I mean, Truk knows where it is from here, but that's also what... I, if I remember right, it was about a two and a half week um, sail on the ship to get here from where the monastery was. And then the monastery was a couple of days away from that port town. Um, I actually have uh, a new ship that's been in the works and uh, it's almost finished. Okay. It, it's a cutter. Which should be, it's a very shallow draft ship, very quick. So more of a transport than a merchant vessel. It, well, it's, it's, it's more of a, a messenger, okay. a messenger vessel. Okay. Um, so are we going to head there or are we just going to send news? It's not, ready, it's not going to be ready for a couple more days, but okay. the, the, the total time it'll take off the trip will be less. It's a, it'll be faster if we take that ship, even though we're going to lose a couple of days waiting for it to be completed. Yes. So, Truk had gone to the Arcus Arcanery to ask if they knew anything more about the Heart of the Night. Right. Um, and they told you they could do more research, or they could get some of their gophers, the, the, the young wizards, uh, the young mages, to check into this, and somebody would send for you in a day or two as well. Right, right. They already knew of the prophecy, the same as we did, yeah. but off the top of their heads, they did not know more than that. Yeah, and for them, it was just another poem in another book. Exactly. Yeah. So. Um, given that we have to wait a couple of days for the ship, is there a way we can send notice to the monastery, either you know, pigeon or some sort of psychic telegraph? Psychic telegraph. I need to look into know. that. <laughs> yeah, somebody like I don't know, maybe a wizard would look that up. Okay. It could be some kind of ritualistic kind of thing. There, what do you want me to roll? Uh, well, what I want you to do is come up with a ritual. Look on the front of the, your, your wizard sheet. Because what you just described is trying to come up with something. Well, that's what wizards do. Wizards kind of find stuff and make it magic-y and do well, things. Well, you still have something from the monastery with you. I imagine you would have some sort of memento, maybe a gi or... A memory. A me- clothing. Your clothing. Yeah. So if you could give me something that, was, that is from the monastery... You want my clothes? Sure, take your clothes off, baby. <laughs> Dominate! Take them off! <laughs> If you can give me something that's from the monastery, I have been there, so I can channel the energies from there. I can use my book to maybe guide me through a ritual where I can go into meditation and project. Yeah, well, my short sword is, was a gift from there, so I'll, I'll give you my sword. Okay. Okay, so here's the deal. We're going to do a ritual. So read what it says there on the ritual. Because you can find a pl- place of power here. Oh, yeah. Um, easy. The ley lines. Yeah. So it says, when I draw on a place of power to create a magical effect, I tell the GM what I'm trying to achieve. The ritual effects are always possible, but the GM will give me one a one to four 
one to four of the following conditions. So that they're going to take weeks slash days slash months. First, you must blank. You'll need help from blank. It will require a lot of money. No problem. Calamity's got cash. <laughs> the best you can do is a lesser version, unreliable and limited. You and your allies will risk danger from blank, or you'll have a, you'll have to disenchant blank to do it. Okay. Um, so what we That's have a lot of here blankety blank blank. is a lot of blanks. There are a lot of options. Um, I have to, I'm going to give you one to four of the following conditions. The thing is, you don't need to roll. Okay. Because what you're going to get will work, or wh- what you've described will happen if you fulfill the requirements that I give you. Okay. Um, first, nice. Yeah, I'll try. Uh, first, it is going to take, uh, not, not days, but a few hours to put something together. All right. Um, and you must destroy whatever item it is that you get from Truk. Oh, no. No problem. In that case, can I give you my underwear instead of my sword? <laughs> Are they real monk underwear? I mean, they're from the monastery. They're monker wear? Well, you originally said you had clothes from the monastery, and I said take them off. All right. Just so, uh, just so we're aware, um, Calamity, uh, he, he sees some immense profit uh-huh. in this ability. So he is having his house wizards watch her okay. in order to do this. And uh, it's all, he's already got a name. Southern t- Psychogram. Southern Psychogram? Psychogram. Is, is now the, the name of this venture. All right. So did you lose your sword or your clothes, Truk? GM. I guess realistically it's, I would have given my sword. Because I, I still yeah. have my staff. All right. All right. So you lost your it, sword. It, it will be destroyed oh. as part of it. Um, I'll get you And then one. there's one other thing that you won't know about until after it's done. I'm going to be castrated. No! <laughs> So I get into my... What what I'm going to have, too, is you're going to be able to send... By the time everything comes together, you realize you're going to be able to send one sentence, and it it will reach the sensei at the monastery. She can send 140 characters, really? Uh, A tweet. Yeah, let's do a tweet. We'll do a tweet? Yeah. (laughs) What's that? So then it's a psychic psychic tweet, then. Yep. So what would be our psychic tweet? We would have... (laughs) I imagine we would have gotten together beforehand and decided what message so, so you think would of send. It, think of it from the, the perspective of the wizard stuff that, that Mickey's familiar with, like the books and stuff that you've read. So you know now what your recipe is. You need these things. You're going to gather them together, and because you put them together, you have an idea of what's going to come out of it. So yes, you would say, I've got all my parts now. What is it you guys want me to send as a message? Beware the Nagas. E- evil coming now for the Day of Reckoning sword. Evil coming for Day of now. Reckoning. Now. Now. For Day well, of Reckoning. I would, I would just say the Day of Reckoning because that sounds cooler, but I don't know if they would know that name. Considering the recipient, I'm sure he knows. All right, then just say for the Day of Reckoning. And then I would offer that to JJ for editing. That would be Truk's take. <laughs> oh, to Calamity, I should say. I would offer yeah. that to Calamity for editing. So then we've got, we've got all the components. And what I would Semicolon. Like Prepare well. <laughs> yeah, we've got, we've got space. So what I would like... Prepare well. What I would like Mickey to do is describe what it all looks like because Calamite has already said they're going to be watching. So what are they seeing when, when this happens? So she's got... You know, uh, first, first, what's the area? What, what, what area have I'm you prepared? I'm getting there. Uh, Slow where down. Are, where are you? Back off. Okay. Dominate. That's going to be the word. Just it is. Dominate. Kneel down. Well, that it you is. have to roll for. <laughs> All right. So here um, I would go over to 
the where the wizards were, where the all the ley lines. Okay. Were. So where the Arcus Arcanum. Where the Arcus Arcanum is, is. So. and remember they didn't let me in, so I had to kind of find a space yeah, outside. Yeah, you, yeah. Okay. So I found that old space, cleared, you know, cleared it off, made sure it was clean, so that nothing from the outside would uh, infringe or impede my ritual. I take out my diary. Set it to my right. Open it to the proper page. I have the sword. I've drawn a circle in the ground and placed the sword inside of it. So that's my focus. I'm knee- I am sitting Indian style. I take a cu- I take a couple of minutes to prepare myself. You know, just meditate, clear the mind, so that I can focus. Om. Whips and chains have been left at the end. Focus <laughs> on the sword. She and doesn't just, need to dominate the sword. I, I repeat the incantation, you know. Dear diary, help Dear me diary. connect to the monastery. And I constantly, in my mind, I'm repeating Wada Seishan in the name of your sensei. Wada Seishan. What's the name of your sensei? I can't remember his name right now. Good gosh. He had a name. That guy. That guy. Wada Zeshan and that guy. So I I have to like picture it crystal clear in my mind. I picture the monastery with the walls and Michaela and all the monks focus on the sword. And you kind of see like a glow in the center of the sword as as this ritual is starting to, to take off. And then once the sword is at full glow, I have a connection. So you can... I. You think of like in, in the cartoons where you see like the transparent image. The monk is on the other end is also he kind of just yeah. stops and he's in a trance. And you and see, I am you see Sensei Rayshon at the other side. Se- Sensei Rayshon. He's on the other end. He stops and he, he can see like a transparent image of me. Mm-hmm. And I repeat, I say the words, evil is coming now for the day of reckoning. Prepare well. Hashtag watch out. Hashtag watch your back. <laughs> Druid. Druid. <laughs> okay. As you finish your tweet, um, the app closes. <laughs> and, Success- and, and you successfully are ba- sent yes. a message. Yes. And you are back um, in your, your area. Do we have any followers? So it's kind of it's a. It's <laughs> Did anyone follow your tweet? Did you get retweeted? I, hopefully he's retweeting. Hopefully he's retweeting. Yes. Um, it's a, it's kind of a violent snap back. Okay, you know she comes back. And it's like oh, it's like psychic. Um, what's that word? Where feedback. 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 It's psychic yes. feedback. She's like oh, and she's weak for a while. And she writes in her diary: diary, successful tweet sent. <laughs> Must remember this ritual. Nice. You know, Clement Hayes, like just rubbing his fingers together. Yeah. Money, 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 money. Exploiting young Money. You just need a sword from the monastery every time. No, just something personal. Yeah. Something personal from whatever place that you're trying to going. So do we have anything that we need to do in town before we can depart when the cutter's ready? Well, you guys definitely want to have supplies, provisions for a couple of weeks. What kind of crew would you want on this ship? Um, I think Calamity would probably uh, spearhead that initiative, leveraging his synergies. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Leverage. <laughs> Monetizing my assets. Monetize your assets. Yeah. Uh, so what, what would that look like? What, is, um, what do you guys need to prepare? Actually, have you named the new ship yet? I have not. Um, the Cutter of Wind? Dawnbringer. No. Dawnbringer? Sure, why not? Sure, I like why it. not? That's my old, uh, my old World of Warcraft server. Mm-hmm. There you go. 
Make sure somebody writes that. I suppose I could too, but you're in charge of keeping this track of this stuff. Dawnbringer. Dawnbringer. It does it have any kind of like SS or no? Um, it actually has a. It, uh, if it has to be registered with anyone, it's you. How do you register ships? Um, <coughs> with the the coin of Ascaron. Like, okay. It's just like a an emblem. You emblazoned. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, oh Lord. When you have a like a an official a stamp, a, a seal. seal. Yes. yes, it's got the seal. Of that. So you've used you've uh, taken a seal out of the water and stapled yep. it to the side of. The oh no! Boat. Yep. It's the dead seal bringer. I guess if he has time, um, Truk would go looking for a new sword. You have approximately oh. approximately two days. That's enough time to find. That's a short enough sword. time. I'm yes. sorry, I I ruined your sword. I mean the uh, the staff is. Oh, now. what did it look like when the sword was destroyed? Did it, it shatter? Just kind of poof. It shattered. shattered. Okay. Shattered. Like so, uh, into my my wizards pieces. when they when they watched so did her. The, did the hilt stay together? Could he bring the hilt to a blacksmith and get a new blade attached to it or something? I imagine because I mean it would have the blade would have shattered into multiple pieces. So even and it's yeah. really brittle, so you can't like reforge yeah. it. I was just thinking if but maybe the was hilt. attached to it, maybe you take part of it to Absolutely. a blacksmith. That would be good. So my house wizards are. when they when they watched her do the ritual. They realized that uh, the rune that she wrote into the ground wasn't as strong as it could be. And you don't have to destroy something personal. You just have to have something personal. Uh-huh. If the rune had been done correctly, hmm. it wouldn't destroy the item. It would well, just, if your freaking you, wizards had let me in and taught me. <laughs> but you do, you do need to have an item in order okay. to make the connection. And I've, I've drawn the rune. Well you done. It? Neat. Uh, why does it have a tail on the top? Why not? I think it's cool. It looks like a Christmas ornament with the tail <laughs> on the top. That's awesome. Um, all right, so we, we're we're going to equip the Dawnbringer. What, how big is the vessel? What kind of crew does it take? It, it's a very, it's a very, uh, like I said, it's a small ship. It's very shallow draft. Um, it's got to no, get over the no, ocean. No more, for two no more, weeks, no more than fifteen yeah. people. Okay, is you know, bless you, bless you, bless you, Mickey. That was such a cute sneak. It was it's dainty. <laughs> Um, so what kind of crew are you taking with you? Um, a skeleton crew. Um, remember they, you, you I'm going to raise some undead. You're going to raise some undead. You lost a ship recently. And I so love that idea. <laughs> I really do. Um, if you were to pay enough, we might be able to arrange that. Okay. Think, let me, let me, you guys, what, what, what's Troop going to do I next? Mean, I want to really put, I want to put that into reality. I'm going to. <laughs> I'm just thinking about the fact that. Captain Stagnetti in the in Pirates. Well, I mean, Joe, it's, it's nurture it versus nature. No, no, it's, it's how you raise your undead. Yeah. That's what makes them evil or not. Right. It's uh, nurture just, versus nature. But I'm just thinking too that it's such a it's a monetarily advantageous idea. You don't have to. Pay as them. long as they perform their duties, they um, never require payment. Exactly. And one of the things... It's a lawful good necromancy. Well, I'll go off on a tangent a little bit here. In Dungeon World, skeletons, as they are in the book, as a monster, they are typically found doing what they were doing in life. So if you found dead sailors and raised them, they would most likely be trying to do what they were doing in life. Mm -hmm. And it makes it a really interesting idea. And in a port town, it would not be difficult to find dead sailors. So I I, I go and I purchase a local cemetery... (laughs) find some dead courtesans. Oh, ew. <laughs> Necrophilia is we can raise not them. They'll do thing. what they were doing uh. in life. Oh, speaking <laughs> of which, last episode, we had not only necrophilia, uh. we had necro 
Necrobestiality. See, the thing is, like, unfortunate. I mean, every single time it would, would be, you know, it, they, they, I'm not going to go there. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> we're, 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 yeah. You don't want. I, I was talking about. You, you know, don't want to be on the internet. You know, <laughs> the, 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 I mean, you don't want teeth, right? You don't want teeth. Uh, every single uh, time there would be teeth. <laughs> there, there is no such thing as a gumdrop. <laughs> yeah, you probably don't want like a ghost or a shadow or something doing this. I think you really do need a skeleton. So I, I, I'm, I think we're going to do You'll that. Allow it. Yeah, we're going to do it because I love the idea. You're going to kind of like in what was the la- the Return of the King when Aragorn gets the yes, yes the, the, the ghost army of the undead. Yeah. We can have like ghost sailors, and then they can come fight at the yeah. monastery with us. Um, all right, so here's what I want to do. Um, so we need ten. Really, between putting together the boat and stuff, you're going to go into a little bit of debt and yeah. putting all this together. Uh, however, you have a thriving business, so you should be able to come back out of the debt. Yeah. We'll see how that works out. Let me do, um, in order for you to pull this off, let's do, I don't know, how would you approach this? You need to find the bodies to turn into undead. You're going to need to convince somebody to do it. How would Calamity do that? Um, there is an old... Uh, I want to get to the point of what role we need to make it happen. There, there's, there's, a, there's an old guild hall that uh, has fallen into hard times. Um, and the, it was a guild hall for sailors. Because um, at one point, sailing was a reputable um, profession in this town. Because this is a major port city. Yep. Um, now, sailors are really the only thing you do at the last resort. Like, well, if well you, they, they, with all the pirate problems and stuff, exactly. it's just coming back, right? Yeah, so uh, there, that, that guild hall did have um, uh, a cemetery because those, those sailors typically wouldn't have taken wives or anything because they're never home. Um, so there was no one to care for them, and when they were to die out, there would be no one to take to take their bodies anymore. So the guild had its own private cemetery, okay. and I would like to, uh, because of how the hard times that these guys have fallen on, I would like to purchase that plot of land and uh, the contents therein. Sounds like charisma role that we're getting to. Let's do that. <laughs> you're going, to, you're going to convince them that you can what maybe give them First dignity in death or, or something. Yeah. They continue doing what they love. Okay, let's try it. And that's a nine. A nine, okay. What I'm going to do with that is you are going to be able to get... I'm trying to think of how this would go with skeletons. Um, Five. You're going to have five skeletons, and I'm going to want you to keep track of them. So by numbers, a skeleton is going to have seven hit points. One armor, and all they can do is hit things. It's called a slam, and it does a d6 of damage. So when it comes time to utilize your skeletons, or if it comes time to utilize your skeletons, that's what they will do. They will obey only you, and they will continue to do what they are told to do until they can no longer do it. They obey the bearer of the medallion. Okay. The seal of Azkaron. Okay. Then we'll do that. Make sure you note that, too, yep. that you have that medallion. Um, it will be used as the, they, they get a cleric to bring them to resurrect those uh, skeletons. The cleric will use that medallion and channel the power through it and then hand it off to you. Okay. okay. So you will have a skeleton crew of five. 
Uh, none of them particularly strong, mind you, but, I mean, they're skeletons. They can do what they need to do to get by. But they are, they are all very agile because yeah. of how light they are. Yes. Um, which also means they probably have to hold on to stuff when the weather gets rough. Oh. <laughs> but oh, they're not going to drown if they're tossed overboard either. There's Stones. some advantages, right? Maybe just keep a line tied to some, most of them, just pull them back on board. Um, they, it may be hazardous as... Uh, as others are near them and the, the bearer of the medallion is not around, the cleric gives you these warnings. Make sure the bearer of the medallion is around. Otherwise, it may be hazardous to others to get close to the skeletons. Because they are not friendly by default. They, are, they will obey, but they are not your friends. And if, in this case, also, they don't talk. Not non-talking skeletons. Unless Kurt wants to come up with voices for all the skeletons. <laughs> no, <laughs> they're all pirate stagnetti. Go figure. I think the best voice so far was uh, Joe's French accent, oh, which was superb. Superb. Merci. It was Philippe, yes. Philippe. Um, Ronnie did a good job with the pirate Scottish the accent, Scottish. too. He kept it the whole time. But that was cool. He does a lot of things in a Scottish accent. Yeah, that's the one he has. I have the French. That's what I have. <laughs> um, all right, so later that day, uh, we are now... So it was two to three days for the ship to be ready. Mm-hmm. Later in the first day, after the rituals completed, the tweet was sent. Um, you're gone. Uh, Calamity, right? We'll say in the middle of getting the skeleton crew together. Um, Truk and Nestleus are going to be together in the Sea Spirits Tavern, maybe at dinner time. When Ellen, the innkeeper, comes in and says. We've just received news that your other companion has fallen into a coma. The, the woman, Elena, it was. She was walking down the street and she just fell earlier today. Which street? Around noontime. Here? This time? Yes. She's been brought to whatever the local cleric place is, a local temple. I don't know if we'd ever even come up with a local church. She's at the local church. Um, and, and they're trying to tend to her, but she is not uh, regaining consciousness. Oh, that's another fine mess she's gotten herself into. Um, you want to go see? Let's have go, to. Let's go see her. Huh? Yeah. And find Calamte. Someone want to come up with a quick name of a church? It's in the, the port city of Wint. Could just be the first church of Wint. First church of Wint. We got it. First church of Wint. No, the second church. The, second first, <laughs> the first church didn't go so well. First one's down the street and closed. Um, all right, so we have the second church of Wind is written. Um, it is run entirely by dwarves, and Elena is laying on a table right behind an altar up uh, towards the back of the church. And as you approach, you see on her head the symbol that... Uh, JJ drew there. The rune that you wrote in the ground earlier is on her forehead, and she, except for breathing, is completely motionless. <laughs> Good reaction. That's an unexpected. Scooby, you sound like you could use some Scooby snacks. That's an unexpected, unexpected consequence. Unexpected consequence. And this is not the rune that Nestle's made no. doing her tweet. This is, but it's close. It's close. I mess in my ritual. I mess. Well, it, up. it is. It is the one that you made, and since JJ wrote it as that, that's just what I said. It's, oh. it, the one that's on her head is the one that you it's wrote. The on one the that ground. I wrote. Out. Yes. Okay. 
Exactly. To the mismarkings or scratchings or whatever you did that may have been in a, in, not inappropriate. Incorrect. <laughs> inappropriate. Perhaps you drew a penis on the ground. And um, that, you know, that's probably what messed How it is up. How that inappropriate? <laughs> Everyone but it looks exactly penis. like the way you had scratched it onto the earth. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Um, hmm. Can I do detect magic on her to see if maybe there was some sort of spell that caused her to... Yes. Go uh, under? Excuse me. No, detect no, magic, I believe, is a cantrip for you. It is. A can- it's actually it's a first level spell. But I thought we made it into a cantrip, no? No. We didn't. We did a different one. We All did right. um, telepathy and magic missile. Which so is as long as spell. you prepared that one. I'm always prepared. Always prepared. Let's do that then. Let's okay. see how it goes. That's a cast a spell move. So cast a spell. I get to roll. Oh yeah. Make the dice noise say ten. Oh no. Oh no. You <laughs> know? <laughs> no, you get pluses because of intelligence. That's a six nine. Woohoo! Thank God six, I have a nine. plus three intelligence. Yes. It's a nine. Wait, you rolled a one and you got a I nine. rolled a six. Oh. That would um, be kind of impressive. That would be a lot of modifiers. Okay, so first read the spell so we know what it is we're doing. So with Detect Magic, one of my senses is briefly attuned to magic. The GM will tell you what here is magical. It's a divination spell. All right. And now then cast had a spell. A you got it. On a 7 to 9, I get to cast but choose one. I either draw unwelcome attention... The spell disturbs the fabric of reality, or after I cast it, the spell is forgotten. So let's just draw unwelcome attention. Because why not? Because um, what are a few dwarves to a woman who's got yeah, dominated? Exactly. I'll just um, whip them around a bit. As, as you cast a detect magic, your vision is temporarily attuned to the magic that is uh, within Elena now. And the rune glows, and you see a vision of yourself. And then a vision of a demon whose face you have never seen that is looking directly at you. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. I need new underwear. <laughs> is it dad? It could be dad. I've never seen dad. Uh-oh. This is not good. It I've is opened clearly a demon of immense power. You just had that complete feeling of, oh, my gosh, he could crush me. Oh, dear Lord. This um, is the rune that Mickey drew underground. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! Like some kind of cartoon character with a butt penis. <laughs> Not quite sure. <laughs> JJ's like, doodling that's today. That's like an Adventure Time anal penis. It is. <laughs> okay, boys and girls. Uh, wow, we need to put that on our website. We do need to put that on the website. <laughs> dick butt. So, um, <laughs> you're such a dick. Of doom. Anyway, yeah, Mickey's like just trying to role play. She's I'm trying, trying to, get, to like get into this and this. Her Asshole. character just soiled herself. I just soiled myself. <laughs> I need new underwear. Um, she, you see, oh, Nestleus just kind of just go, ah! And, and Truk's the only other one there right now, from right. the park. Right. And I so did not see anything. Nestleus goes... Oh, you didn't see what she saw. You saw no. what I see. You didn't see what I saw. But she goes, like, just, she blanches. You've never seen her this pale and scared before. And goes, and Nestleus looks at you and says, I... I think I made a big mistake. Oops. We need to we need to get her to someone who has much better healing powers than I do. Well, I don't have any healing powers, but we need to get her someplace <laughs> holy and exercise this demon. We must exorcise whole demon. 
Well, he just dominate the demon. Hmm? Dominate the demon? Yeah. He's more powerful than I am. She probably can't touch him. Oh, that reminds me of a stupid joke, by the way, and I'm going to sidetrack for a moment. One of my kids said it yesterday. Once you've eaten too much Taco Bell, you have to exercise it. You have to exercise yes. it. You have to exercise the demon. Anyway, there you go. Yo quiero Taco Bell. Can we call Calamity and see if he can lay on hands? Uh, you want to send him a tweet? No, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> messing with tweets anymore. I'm not doing that again. Um, the the dwarves here know that he's off at the uh, fourth church of Wint, um, talking to a cleric there about getting a skeleton crew or something. Maybe and they're down the, the street. Tower. We want to take her to the wizard tower. Now they can. Uh, the dwarves here can keep her under good care and protected from any evil. No okay. evil can come into the church that they know of, right? I mean, that they don't know of. Okay, so I would warn the head dwarf. Um, kind of draw. Out the sketch out the face that I saw. Okay. So maybe they know this. They, is this they a rec- close approximation? Do they recognize <laughs> this demon? Uncanning. How did you know? It, it looks, it look, all right, so this guy's face is really, really plain with two big eyes and like a slit for a mouth. Whoa. But he's got a penis coming out of his butt. Is it Donald Trump? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, oh snap. He did. But that, that's, a, that's the penis that comes in and out of his butt. <laughs> oh, snap. Um, we just went political all up in this hizzy. What about... Yeah, if you love Trump, you should stop listening. Uh, <laughs> wh- no, no, keep listening. I love you. Uh, I think we should maybe... I mean, I know they're not clerics, but maybe you go get the Grand Wizard and see if he can come help... I mean, do we think... Is there a spirit to exercise, or is she just a portal to something that you saw? Did you see? Like, I don't, I don't know what has happened here. Um, do I know what happened? Um, while you guys are talking, the dwarves in this uh, church send a messenger off to the other church, and uh, calamity. As you're finishing up your negotiations with the cleric at the fourth church of Wint, uh, uh, and at that church, they're all halflings. By the way, uh, a dwarf comes in. And tells them that um, your companions uh, are down at the other church, and uh, they're looking for some help. Okay, I uh, will so escort you me. Can, you can show up uh, as you, as you show up. Nestles and Truk are speaking. And what was it you were asking? Um, do I know whether or not it's a demon that has embodied her, like has taken over her mind, or is it? A portal. Let us take this as an intelligence role. It's kind of going to be a spout lore because you've done detect magic enough. What I'm going to do with this is you're going to be able to tell me if you recognize how this detect magic picked up on something. So this is as a basic move, spout lore plus nice. intelligence. It doesn't <laughs> matter. It's a, it's a fail. It's a five. It goes straight up, it's straight up to six. Um, when when you're trying to figure that out, okay, whether this is a demon in her or what have you, you you hear a voice in your head, and I will tell you separately what that voice says, but it scares you even more than having seen the face, you know that the voice came from that face. Fantastic. So I am now scared poopless. Yeah, and I, I, I don't even think I have a pencil. Would you hand me a pencil, please? I will write this down. Uh, Calamity shows up as you have run out of poop. You want to tell him what's going on? I think Truk would just go off, offer a comforting hug to Nestle right now. He could tell that she's... Very, very spooked. Very spooked. What, what happened to Elena? Um, 
I'm not. Oh, you sorry. would recognize she has that mark on her forehead. What did you do? I didn't do anything, but obviously... You used, you used her soul to power your spell? I didn't use her soul to power her spell. I knew you were a little bit sketchy, but damn, not evil. You were the one sketchy today. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Well, your wizards were watching me. Maybe they did something. Do they know this? That's what you heard in your head uh, as a result of your failure. Okay, it wasn't, it wasn't me. It was my dad. He's found me. And he's coming for me. Oh. That's crazy stuff right there. But he's been coming for you for a while. And we've managed to But now him. he knows where I am. After right the, now? After the grove. Now he's been, able, he's been able to target me. What if it's all my fault? What if all the monsters are out there are all my fault? Uh, yeah, all the evil in the world is your fault. I don't know. Well, most of it. I'm distraught. <laughs> and I'm... Basically, criticizing slash patronizing. You're being a dick. You're being clamped. Yes, he's being a dick butt. I'm being a dick butt. I mean, if your dad is the root of all evil, I mean, you're not. What does that make you? (laughs) Yeah. Huh. Uh, And the the dwarves are kind of at least a branch, right? Mostly going about doing their things. They're lighting the candles, getting ready for their next service. Um, they move Elena off to the side, and they, they draw, draw a couple runes around the uh, table that she's on. She seems to be okay. Do we leave her here, or do I we take her with us? I don't think we're going to be able to rescue her until we kill your dad, or banish him, or exorcise him. At least not until Brittany shows up. And right. we, in order to do that, we need to solidify our power. We have two of the three swords. You know what would help? A third sword. Heart of darkness. The heart of the night. Heart of the night. It's like a, in the dead of the night, I hear the wolf cry, honey. <laughs> it's still of the night. The, the name of the song is still of the night, and it starts with still of the night. Come in on. the still of the night, I hear the Gosh. wolf howl, honey. Look, I could do white snake. <laughs> I just don't know when you're in a hot air balloon with Wayne. I don't know that. It's true. Wait for me. <laughs> but, <laughs> but Tawny Katane no. in a white snake video, sure. So we get the... L- third sword leave her here and grab the third sword yeah yeah i mean truk is normally a fairly reserved passive monk but he's kind of it's your monastery that's well under attack. yeah and he spent a lot of time with these people and he's gotten kind of used to just hitting stuff and he wouldn't <laughs> mind going and hitting something and doing some naturey stuff now too for that matter mm-hmm. elementally stuff. um if we think that they're going to the wadazeshan monastery for the third sword he would be eager to get back and help yeah Sensei Rashan and Michaela and all of his compatriots. You've got close to two days before the boat's ready, though. I mean, I grew up with them. Maybe, maybe I need to go learn how to shapeshift so I can turn into an eagle and just fly there. Well, I you can fly, can fly like an eagle. Can you fly like an eagle? Tough part, at fly. least as far as the map goes, there's really no place to land in between, and I don't think you can fly for a week straight. He could if he was a turn. Hmm. Uh, all right, so I guess we we got two more days. You, you know, you have you could have a skeleton swim all the way there. I suppose yeah. <laughs> probably still be a lot slower than a boat, but make a skeleton raft. Can I get a, make a skeleton porpoise? <laughs> get some porpoises. <laughs> Maybe uh, we should try to summon your father and defeat him before he can get. Are the you sword. nuts? <laughs> and we got t- we got some time to kill. What are, what are you going to uh, do? We're just going to sit on the bidet. And Although that does sound pretty good. <laughs> Do you want to see if the wizards have anything? 
Yeah, we can go to the, the wizard. The wizards are supposed to be sending a messenger to you in the next probably twelve hours, based on the time that has passed and the time that you were there. Slow. While I understand the the need for haste, um, once the cutter is finished and ready to go, it will deliver us to Wadazeshan faster than any other ship I can procure right now. For sure. I don't feel like we're, we're provisioned, we're ready to go. Is there something we can do for Elena before we leave? Um, we can pray for her well-being. You don't, want to, you don't want to consult with your wizard? So now, what would it look like if Calamity did pray for her well-being, being a paladin of the almighty dollar? He would put coins on her eyes. Okay. Ew, that's what they do when they're dead, mm-hmm. to cross the river. It's to pay the boatmen. Yes. You What? You must pay for all the yeah. services, yeah. even when you're passing into the afterlife. In Greek mythology, they put coins on their eyes to pay the boatmen to, to carry the, you across the, the river, river sticks. sticks. Well, that part I knew. I just didn't know if that was something that happened here that I didn't know about. <laughs> He's talking about putting coins yes. on her eyes. Okay. Um, I, I'm just taking a couple notes here. So. It's a small dab of like uh, um, spirit gum on the coins. And stick them to her eyelids. You're in a church. It could literally be spirit gum, I suppose. Are you looking for us to do something that we're not doing? I am looking for you guys to do what you want to do. That's more important. Um, what I, I what at this I, point, <laughs> I would sit and wait for the boat, right? Yeah. I mean, what else? Yeah. Well, you you are getting con- consulted with the wizards here in a second. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's the next thing that's going to happen unless you decide to do something else in the meantime. That's all we can do. Okay. Just hold her hand and pray. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, you know, she really likes Nestleus. Maybe if you... If I like, talk to her and whisper, talk to her, whisper, whisper sweet, sweet nothings. Her ear, maybe wriggle Flick sensuously. My tail. <laughs> <laughs> Flick my tail a couple times. All right. Um, <clears throat> are you going to bring any live people in the crew? Um, yes, I do. I, I, I do need more than yeah. the five that okay. I got. So... I will have to have supplement that with a um, yeah. some live sailors. I would say you Eventually, I would like to make it a full skeleton crew. You probably want a live cook, if nothing else. A live cook for sure. I can um, imagine a live uh, astronomer who are the navigator people. Yeah. Um, and the skeletons, the skeletons. I did make sure uh, had the knowledge to look at a map, okay. at a star map, and be able to align themselves during the night. Okay, I could buy that. In the still of the night, I hear the wolf howl. Howdy. Yeah, what's that? I can't hear. I can't hear that note. Okay. Um, <laughs> what we're going to do is uh, the next thing. Is, uh, Kurt. So Truk is going to get a messenger from the Wizard's Tower. One of their regular gophers. The uh, uh, one of the guys that you had talked to before. That you. He's like. Uh, one of their kids that is very happy that you came to help them because he could offload some of his crap work onto you, those tasks that you were able to help do. So he's, um, uh, you have endeared yourself to him. Uh, what's his name? J- it starts with a J. Jalen? Jalen. Jalen, okay. Let me write that. I was going to say Jimmy Bob, but that didn't really fit. It's J-A-Y-L-I-N, just so you know. Um, uh, Jalen tells you that the wizards haven't come up with anything really solid yet, except that they've expanded on the prophecy a little bit 
and cross-referencing it with other books. There's something about four pillars, and they're trying to put a bigger story together for you, but it's going to take about a week. Mm. It's a lot of different scrolls and parchments and books and just obscure knowledge that they have to go through. But they are sure that this relates to the larger story of the four pillars, which is an, uh, practically an ancient folklore. Hmm. Well, I, I'm going to tell Jalen that we're going to have to leave before he can get that information to me. But then I, I need him to do two things. I need him okay. to see if the wizards can do anything to bring Elena back to, to normal, to reinvigorate her with her life force. And I'll tell him about the fact that she may or may not be possessed by her. A great demon. What's his name, Mickey? Do we remember? Uh, Dentalian. Yeah. That perhaps she is either possessed or affected by Dentalian. When you say the name Dentalian, he like does that uh, big blink wide-eyed and steps back from you a half a step. Yep. And I will tell him that while I know it is terrifying, that it, that the wizards must do their duty to all of humanity. <laughs> he said by duty. Duty to all of humanity by trying to help her and to revive her to the extent that they can, and that yeah. then they need to find a way to communicate with us while we're on the sea with respect to anything they learn regarding the four pillars. Okay. <clears throat> uh, he's definitely a little more nervous now that you said the word Dantalian at I him. Should be. Um, and there's a drop of sweat that comes down his brow as he steps away, nodding, and says, okay, okay, I'll tell him. Well, and I would tell him that we will surely be fighting Dantalian or his minions, and should we fail, then... Th- likely he will march across the world, including to the tower, and therefore it's in the wizards and the Ars Arcanum best interest to give us all the information they can over the next two weeks. Okay. And, and any and spells that they can offer, any uh, portals that they can open, anything they can do to assist us as we move to the Z- Wado Zeshan Monastery will be not only appreciated, but integral or uh, crucial to the success crucial. of... All of humanity. Crucial. Uh, he tells you, yes, um, we'll do that, and, and good luck fighting the demon. And as he turns away, you swear you hear him say under his breath, now I'm going to have to find someone else to do my work. Oh, dear. It's a tough one. It is. And I think that's a good time for us. We can wrap up this episode of Adventures from the Shed, and we'll continue next time. For now, we can say... Bye, everyone. Farewell. Okay. Hashtag Tweet Sent. The Dawnbringer is ready, but Elena has fallen into some kind of coma linked to the ritual. Calamte gathers a skeleton crew for the new vessel, and Elena is left in wind as the story continues. Thanks for joining us. The preceding podcast was brought to you by One Joe Young. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com.